All right. Opening music. Fade out, fade out, fade out. Welcome, everybody, to the Media High podcast. I'm Chris and my co-host... John. John. Hi. We are here today to talk to you more about... What are we, what are we talking media. about? Media. Media. Right. It's in the title, Christopher. Yeah, Media it's High. In- so if you're new here, we are both YouTubers um, and creators and... Male. Male. And I'm a nerd. That's pretty much where we're at. I'm, I'm a nerd as well in my own ways. Okay. I think everyone is nerdy about something. Something. I think sure. the definition of nerd has changed from like the Big Bang Theory. Burr, 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 burr. I'm, I know things about physics to everyone has some sort of specialized knowledge in sure. an area. Yeah. To the point where it's a little weird. Yeah. You know, even if that thing is like sports and it's fantasy sports. Are you a fantasy sports nerd? Uh, no. What no. are you a nerd in? Let's uh, ask that What am I first. a nerd in? So I, I think I'm a nerd when it comes to... I just read an entire book on biblical hermeneutics yesterday, which is the interpretation of the Bible. And I, I, I read an entire book yesterday on it. Yesterday, you read the whole yeah, book. Yeah, because I was so excited about it. Incredible. I was learning about the history of interpretation of texts, and I was learning about the four different definitions for the word meaning, okay. how meaning can mean so many different things. Like, what do you mean by that means what, what was the, the intention versus what does that word mean is like, what is the definition? So... Clearly, right. quite nerdy. So about I'm that. more of a nerd in like the, the, the tradi- traditional, the sense. Big Bang Theory, um, Sheldon. Sense. Well, no, 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 more along like the pop culture nerds. So like Star Wars and technology yeah. and like things that we're actually talking about. No, there are some things <laughs> that I'm nerdy about in the pop culture okay. sense, like Harry Potter. Okay, I probably sure. know sure too much about me as well. Yeah, how and many times have you read the books? I've only read the books once, only because oh. I'm a very slow reader. Okay, I listened to them. You should listen to them. Oh, I have listened the to the second book. The reader is amazing. I've listened to the second book. We listened to it on a road trip a while ago when yeah. Aaron, my wife, was rereading yeah. all the books. We were like, oh, let's just listen to them together. It's amazing. Yeah. He's Jim Dale. We've already watched the all eight movies once this year, and we're probably going to do it again at some <sighs> oh, point. I Okay, you need to convince me that the movies are good because... Oh, I don't think that they're... Okay. I'm, I'm, they're slowly growing on me. Okay. We should do we should do like let's an episode on let's do let's do a marathon and talk about Harry Potter movies. Yeah, and we should do we should maybe even do an episode on like book series to book yeah, movies. Yeah, movies. Um John Green just put out, do you know him? He's part of the Vlog yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Vlog Brothers is he an wrote, amazing channel. Yeah, he wrote he, Looking for Alaska, uh Fault in Our Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Turtles All the Way Down. Is that what it's called? Paper Towns. Yeah. Paper Towns. Um anyway, he has a channel with his brother Hank Green and his last video was talking about books to movies and how that gets a lot of flack, mm. but how it's really like an interesting process. Anyway, you should go watch the, the video. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so we, before we get into our discussion, we have a new thing that we want to try out. Um, and oh, it's, yeah. it's called the fun hypothetical. Woo! Um, you can hear the excitement. <laughs> um, so I, I'll start, I guess my hypothetical question for you, John is if you had to take the place of one superhero, I know that this is out of your comfort zone because you're not a big superhero fan. Okay. If you had to take the place of one superhero in like the MCU, so in Marvel, in oh, the movies. Oh, it has to be a Marvel? In the movies, yeah. Who, who would you okay. take the place of? Well, considering the last MCU movie I saw was oh yeah maybe the first Captain America. The last MC movie you saw was Black Panther, I thought. Oh, yeah, but I don't really count that. I know it's part of it, Super but counts. it transcends. Okay, it, it sure. transcends. I get that. Um, so, uh, well, you can choose DC if you want to, but I don't know if that's any better. Well, well, no, because then I would like, I would probably, I would take, what do you mean by take the place? I would take the place of that actual superhero in their world, or I would take the place of like the actor playing that superhero. Like the actor playing that superhero. Oh, if you wanted to play one of the superheroes. If I wanted to play one of the superheroes? Yeah. It would probably be... Probably be... 
Can I choose Batman? Yeah. That's okay, fair. I'll choose Batman sure. because... Who knows how long Ben Affleck will last anyway. You might yeah, have a shot. He, well, mostly because Ben Affleck was so, was like so rough. And I don't know if Batman will ever be good again sure. after the Dark Knight yeah. series. Which I just watched the Dark Knight for the first time ever. Really? Yeah, and it was when? great. Like a week and a half ago. Oh my god! See when I when it came out, I don't like scary movies for the record, and it's not a scary movie. No, it's just a thriller. It has but, some. But when I elements. when it came out, I was younger and yeah. I didn't like it. Oh yeah, because that was two thousand eight years ago. It was two thousand eight, so right. you would have been like eight years old yeah. when it came out. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, um but well, because that that's like a higher, much like Black Panther, it's like a higher. It transcends. It transcends. It's say. it's a higher level mm-hmm. of superhero for movie. sure. But I don't think I don't think that Batman perhaps will ever get back to that level. Mm-hmm. Well, Christopher, um, Christopher Nolan is just is a superstar. Yeah, as absolutely. Far as it goes, and so, so, but I think especially in those movies, the character of Bruce Wayne is also incredibly interesting. Yeah, and so I like a superhero that has multiple levels, multiple levels, if you will. Especially if I'm going to be the actor who plays it. Yeah, bit a bit of an acting challenge. Whereas with Ben Affleck, it was just. Anger. Oh, <laughs> what time. it was. I didn't even see it, so I can't even say Ben it. Affleck, if you're listening to this, I love huge you. props. I love you. You are a superstar, literally. Just not a big fan of your Batman. Ben Affleck is one of like the six people that I want to model my career after. Wow. Well, because if you think about it, Ben Affleck has... I mean, he's won like Razzie Awards for being awful in movies as an actor. But he's also written... And like some of the best screenplays we've ever had, like Goodwill Hunting or Argo. Yeah, yeah. He's direct you know, he's directed and been nominated as a director. Like he he's done so many things yeah. um, and continues to create new stuff. So I, I have mad respect for You could call him an Affleck of all trades. <laughs> Ew. Which doesn't even uh, Affleck. Uh, a flack of all trades. No. Sure. I'm not sure if it works. Okay, we're gonna move into our do you, what, wait, do you have a hypothetical? Yours? I do, but do, do you answer your oh, own mind? Okay, sure. Would you um, be Jack Jack? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> probably. No, I'd be Rocket Raccoon, one hundred percent. Really fits oh, my personality well. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I always I think about those movies. How cool it is that, really, on the surface, when the when the first Guardians came out, Bradley Cooper should have been Chris Pratt's role, sure, and Chris Pratt totally. should have done. Rocket Raccoon. In terms yeah. of like the strapping leading man, I thought it was very daring of them to cast them opposite. Oh, but of it's that. so good. It's so good. Have you actually seen it? Yeah, I've seen the first one. Okay. I haven't seen the second one. The second one isn't as good, but it's. Still... Is that MCU technically? Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh well, there you go. Um, so maybe that's the last. John one has now seen a total of three MCU <laughs> movies. Incredible. Probably okay. I do have a hypothetical, Great. which will lead us into our conversation for today. Excellent. So if you had to cancel your subscription and ability to watch. Incredible. Every streaming service except for one. Except for one. What would it be? Well, that is a great That's one of my first questions. Oh, perfect. Anyway, um, if I had to cancel all of them except for one. Well, I I only have two. What do you use? I, on, I only use Netflix and Amazon Prime. Okay. What if you threw YouTube into the mix as one? Even though it's... Even though, like, YouTube and its basic form is totally free... If YouTube is in the mix? If YouTube is in the mix. Oh, that's so hard. Then you, and you had to choose. Well, I would probably choose to keep YouTube because yeah. I create on it. Yeah. I mean... But that means I no... I think that's unfair to include YouTube, though. Why? Well, because it's not actually a streaming service unless you subscribe to, like, YouTube right. Red unless or TV. Which I think that I was wrong about saying that I. this is a, a correction that oh. I just put in quotation marks um, like the newspapers do. I think that I said that YouTube TV didn't include YouTube Red Red last mm-hmm. week in the episode, but I think that it does. Well, I'm the one who should know that because I have... Because you have it. Yeah, YouTube I have TV, no idea. Which we can go check afterwards. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. Because I can watch, like, the thinning on my... Oh, then... On yeah. my television whenever okay. I want, I think. So... Okay, so, so what about you? I, I if, if we had to include YouTube, then I would probably keep YouTube. If we weren't including YouTube, then I would probably keep... I'd probably keep Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that makes Even sense. though some of my favorite things in the world are on Amazon, which we'll get to oh, later. Oh, interesting. Um, so what about you? For Same me, question. it would be a battle between, even if we included YouTube, it, I mean, that's hard because that is 
partially where I make my living. Right. <laughs> but um, that just does, it doesn't mean that I can't post there. It just means I can't consume, I suppose. Oh, okay. Um, now, but for me, it would be a battle between Netflix and HBO. Because yeah, while there's probably that. more things that I have watched on Netflix, HBO has some of my absolute favorite shows. Um, now, but however, for me, now YouTube includes all of my like basic cable stuff. So like live sports, award shows, mm. all that stuff. I'm watching via YouTube TV now. So it really is a streaming service. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, because you like pay for that separately and then right. just YouTube. I would probably choose HBO until Game of Thrones is over so I can watch the final season of Game of Thrones and then I might switch is off. It, is it planned to be a final season? Yeah, the final season <gasps> comes out next no year. Way. Have you watched Game of Thrones? No. You not be be for any specific reason. I think it's just is like too raunchy for me. Uh, like I, I which I'm really sad because it's, it's like I love fantasy. So and you much. really you would have to you would have to really battle through the first like three seasons ish of the raunchiness. Once you hit like season four, it begins to slow down a bit. How many much, seasons are there? This will be season seven. Oh, wow. I believe that's okay. coming out, which will be the final season. But like, it's so good, right? It's so which I mean, makes me well, sad. Which is why it, I'm sad. The first like four and a half seasons are like some of the best television I've ever watched. Then in the last season and a half, it it's gotten so popular right. that I think now they're sort of appealing to the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. viewer. Mm-hmm. It used to be this incredibly smart television show, and yeah. now it's just kind of like. When are they gonna sleep together? And it's like that's not what I care about. Yeah, you know? I would love to see Aaron Sorkin write like a fantasy movie. Oh or TV yeah, show. that would be incredible. It'd be so long. It would be incredible. Well, I mean, no, it wouldn't be so long. It would just there would everyone would talk so much. Well, right, which would be amazing. They would talk through their entire fights. Right, what I would <laughs> which I would love. But it was all. It would also be a challenge for Aaron Sorkin because, like in fantasy, you do you do need to have like traditional action. Yeah. So it'd be absolutely. Interesting. So anyway, um, those segue. are segue. Um, we are segueing into our topic for the week, which is streaming services and streaming media in general. Um, so we kind of just covered this already, but I wanted to ask what subscription services do you use? So for like me, all of them. Yeah. I use pretty much everything. Okay. Um, especially because, so I, I have traditionally in the past obviously used Netflix, um, Hulu. I use... You subscribe to Hulu too? Yep. Wow. Subscribe to Hulu, subscribe to HBO. Specifically HBO Go. I don't ever watch HBO like live on my TV. Right. I watch HBO Go. Um, How much is HBO Go? HBO Go. I mean, you need to have a HBO subscription okay. in order to have HBO. I think you can get HBO Now. There's a difference between HBO yeah. Go and HBO Now that unfortunately I didn't do enough research to yeah. know. One of them is you need to have a subscription to HBO. The other one is you get it independently. Mm-hmm. But it ju- it changes when the content becomes available gotcha. to you. Um, okay, anyway. So I have I have all those. Uh, I have Amazon. I think I, I mean I have all the like basic stuff plus since I moved it since we me and my wife moved into this new place, we now use YouTube TV as our cable option. Mm-hmm. So now we are fully streaming incredible everything which is so cool so what millennial a cool <laughs> so millennial what an interesting We're totally like, unplugged what a cool thing that like is happening in 2018 yeah. now though is that, like you don't have any yeah. extra cables coming out of your TV. we don't at all it's I just mean, literally we plug our tv yeah. into the wall and then it's done yeah. that's the real beauty of streaming is the lack of cables yeah. well the coolest thing about youtube tv to me was in the setup process yeah well i woke up at like 6 30 on a saturday morning we had no cable in this place. By 6.45, I was watching cable on my TV. Incredible. It just took as easy as like sign in to my YouTube account, click I want YouTube TV, put in my credit card information, boom. You know what they I'm call that? It. The easy one, two, three setup process. <laughs> Is that what they call it? I don't know. I was reading a book that about design and it said like if you're ever doing something, you should clump all of your like steps into like three or four steps. So that people think it's an easier process than it, it actually might be. It was incredibly easy. I've okay. never... I mean, this is like the fifth place I've lived on my own as an adult. And every time it's like, got to call, got to figure out what cable company yeah. services my apartment. Oh, can you come? Yeah. Uh, we'll show up anytime in the next month. 
between 2 and 4 p.m. Hopefully you're there, yeah. you know, which and then is, it takes two hours to set right. up. Which and is the worst. So, so the fact that I just got it set up in 15 minutes was heavenly. Yeah, props to you, YouTube TV. Now, that being said, at 27 years old, my HBO account, my Netflix account, and my Hulu account are still all either my parents' or my in-laws' accounts Incredible. that I stream through. <laughs> That's... <laughs> So do you pay, is it just YouTube TV that you YouTube TV and Amazon. Nice. Amazon's worth it, I think. I think just because, like, we'll, we'll get, I mean, we can really get nice. into we'll it. We'll get into it. We can get into um, it. So I, I wanted to ask, what are, like, the pros and cons to each service? Like, what's your, mm. what's, like, your, do you have an issue with any of the services that you subscribe to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, so, so there's, uh, maybe, and maybe this is wrong, but I sort of view it right now, at least, as though there's like two categories of streaming, maybe three. The one is like streaming shows and movies, content, like Netflix or HBO and things like that. Then there's the streaming of cable, things like YouTube TV, PlayStation View, Sling, you know, things like that. And then there's like the free internet streaming, like Twitch or mm. YouTube, mm-hmm. Facebook Live, like things like that. And so... In terms of just talking about like fully produced content streaming like Netflix or HBO or you know Hulu originals, uh, I don't really have so the one issue that starts to come up for me with Netflix is the whole binge model, the whole binge yeah. watching model. I love to to binge watch a show. However, I don't love to binge watch just one season. I would rather wait for the entire show to be done. Okay. And then over the course of three weeks or like three days even, hunker down on my couch and watch eight seasons of something. Wow. You know? John does not mess around. I don't mess around. That's what I prefer. Now, so that's that's really, I sh- that's interesting. I just saw an article this morning. Um, I am trying to find it now. I don't think that I'll find it. But I just saw an article this morning that from Netflix, um, or about Netflix, that Netflix is a company is trying to get its, like, stars and actors to stop using binge, like, the word binge, Mm -hmm. to appear more luxe, is what the headline, like, chic, or something, highbrow, is what the headline of the article was, which is, like, interesting, because that's such an important piece of the Netflix model, is that it's so critical and easy to binge Mm -hmm. Um, and to keep just keep watching over and over right well and it's like there's i think there are obviously pros to to binge watching like last year when stranger things season two came out air and i we invited a couple friends over it was around halloween we invited a couple friends over on like a saturday at like 9 a.m and we brought like our mattress into the living room we laid down and for 10 straight hours we watched all of season two of Stranger Things together. Like, so much fun. So we basically just watched, like, a 10-hour movie for a day. However, the downside of it, it's like, then Stranger Things was literally over for us for over a year because now it's not coming out again until whenever. Like, Like the winter. Yeah, it's it's not even, like, longer. It's like a year and a half. That might be wrong. Whereas with, like, something like Game of Thrones, for example, Mm -hmm. on HBO, that comes out week after week Mm -hmm. after week. And so while I can't just sit down and watch eight episodes in a row, what I can do is every Sunday get together with a bunch of my friends. We watch it. We talk about that one episode. Mm-hmm. We talk about, ooh, what's going to happen next? Right. We have conversations throughout the week. And so I'm forced into like these small meals rather than binging everything right. and then having to starve myself for a year and a half. Which I think is is interesting. Um, the model of a week re- weekly release is something that Netflix is doing more and more with some of their originals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that YouTube does it with some of theirs. And I think as, as we as a culture and a society move more away from cable, traditional cable TV, which I think is happening, yeah. move more into the streaming services and, and the streaming originals, will that become more and more common to have the weekly releases rather than the here's everything, all of the episodes in one lump sum? Yeah. Because I think that weekly releases are interesting because they do build a lot of hype and it's like really... It, it shows you who your dedicated fan base are because yeah. they come back week after week. Yeah. Well, like in between, you know, if I watch, I, w- I just watched Succession on HBO. There's a new show just came out, came out week by week. 
And what was fun is after like episode five, I listened to like three podcasts on like what people thought was going to yeah. happen and things like that. Right. So it got this conversation going. I think an interesting model to try perhaps for someone like Netflix or even HBO would be to release a show like Ozark, for example, release all of season one at once, but then season two, once you have a dedicated fan base that's willing to wait oh, okay, week by yeah. week, season two, do it week by week. I think that would, because... You don't think that would result in, like, uproar from the fans? I don't... I, maybe it would, but at the same time, it. I don't think you should do it with a brand new show yeah. because people aren't going to be patient enough just to wait sure. week, week, week by week. But if you have a dedicated fan base to a show, they're going to wait for it. Yeah. They're going to wait, you know, sure. for every Friday when it comes out. Like Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones, exactly. And then it's going to be like a watch party situation. Actually, yeah, right, which is how Game of Thrones is probably most consumed oh, is for like sure. with other people. For sure. Which is something, it's it's cool too because it, it builds a community around the show. Exactly. Um, and when like a big thing happens on the show, it happens for everybody at once mm-hmm. or at least on the same night. Right. Whereas now it's like, you have, to ca- you have to catch up to like <laughs> you have people to catch who already, up. already like, did you watch, did you watch Stranger Things? Right. Wait, what episode are you on? Right. You know, all those things. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, I agree that it's like it'll be an interesting, it'll be interesting to see where, where it goes in the future. For like sure. If, yeah, go ahead. Can I can I bring up some research that I did? Excellent. So yes. I did some research on cool. on streaming because I know like we talked about what what platforms we consume mm-hmm. in terms of streaming. We talked, and I think we have our own. I had at least my own idea of like what was the most popular and this and that. So to start, the the Ringer, shouts to the Ringer, great uh, multimedia platform that just puts out a lot of content on from sports to you know movies to media, all this stuff. They did a really great video on their YouTube channel a while ago about how does you how does Netflix make its money, hmm. which is a conversation that I've had with a bunch of people yeah. before of like how are they pouring like ninety million dollars into a season of House of Cards, and it only costs me. $11 a month or nothing because because, I have, John. because it's my parents. Right. Um, so Netflix currently, according to this video, has 124 million subscribers around the world. Wow. 124 million. That's more than the top six U.S. cable providers combined, <laughs> which is insane. It's, yeah. Netflix is ginormous. It's even bigger than I thought. Netflix is also pouring $13 billion dollars into content, original content, this year, which is as much as Disney does. And Netflix's goal is to create a thousand original productions, but to have a thousand original productions on their platform by the end of this year. Yeah. So that's from like Netflix Kids, all their like kids yeah, stuff, right. to like House of Cards, to docuseries, to terrible, talk shows, to terrible movies, to terrible like movies. Yeah, exactly. And I, you brought up numbers, and I was curious. Um, so, Bright, the Will Smith movie that came out uh-huh. late last year, I think, um, cost ninety million to right. make. A, a season of The Crown cost one hundred and twenty million dollars to make. So, like, they're pouring all of this money, and Netflix, as of the first half of twenty eighteen, it was valued at one hundred and sixty five billion dollars as a company, which is more than Disney was valued. Like, the valuation of Netflix is ginormous. Go on. You're looking at something. I am. So Game of Thrones costs 15 million per episode to make. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's and that's for H that's HBO. H- yeah, sorry, switching gears. No, but go back to Netflix. But exactly. So Netflix is pouring like all of this money into it. And as of right now, Netflix is just barely pr- making a profit. Yeah. With 124 million subscribers at $11 a month, it's just barely sort of covering their costs in terms of how they make money. So I just, I found that incredibly interesting. But now, then I looked at this TechCrunch article that did a study as of December of 2016. So this is a bit dated. 53% of U.S. households are using at least one streaming service. I can guarantee that's higher. It's got to be higher now. But even, like, even at the end of 2016, if you had told me only half of households had that, I would have been very surprised. Mm-hmm. It's like when they tell you that the majority of people in the world don't have an iPhone. You're like, no way. And then you meet Chris, who has a Google Pixel, and you're like, oh, maybe <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, it's, it's very strange for me to meet someone who doesn't have Netflix. Oh, for sure. Like, any, like I was in class the other day, and I was just talking mm-hmm. with 
this guy who sits next to me about Netflix. And he was like, oh, I don't have Netflix. And I said, what? What? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, but of that 53% of people who have one streaming service, 75%, so th- three out of every four, it, the one streaming service they had was Netflix. Mm-hmm. Three out of every four. Yeah. They included YouTube in this. So 53% of them have YouTube. had Amazon and 17% had Hulu. Now, the current streaming service subscriber standings. Netflix leads the way with 125 million now. Mm -hmm. Then Amazon has 90 million, which is an inflated number because that's just the number of people that have Amazon Prime. It doesn't mean that's how... So they have access to Amazon Video. That doesn't mean they're using it, though. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're watching it. Sure. It's, there's this, like, Amazon is this strange animal because just they have this inflated number, but I, I would venture to say that maybe half of those people are actually right. engaging in the Be- content. Because, for one, Amazon does not have a great selection. Um, no, which, which, is, which, which is... I did a little thing as well, great. which you can talk about. Um, and second of all, Amazon's, like, Amazon Video, they're like website and their service, the look of it is bad. Yeah. It looks bad. And I think one of that part of that is because they don't do any kind of personalization. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing like, here's what you would like. And they also include wall, like while just flipping through a bunch of stuff, like their rows, like on mm-hmm. Netflix of like TV movies, stuff like that. They include here, all these movies, like critically acclaimed movies, but so like you're like oh that's awesome I didn't know that this was on on Amazon, but then it's to buy. Yeah. They just include all of this stuff to buy or rent in. So it's like hard to tell what is Amazon Prime and what is to buy. Totally. Which is just frustrating flipping through. So Amazon like is growing for sure. Their video selection is growing for sure, but they also have to work on how they're presenting that video to the viewers. Now, the difference, though, is as opposed to Netflix or Hulu or even HBO, Amazon does 800 trillion other things as a company. Right. You know, so they have all these other forms of revenue. Right. And this is just one facet of something that they do. Hulu then has 20 million, just across the 20 million subscriber mark. And then HBO Go has 5 million. Just 5 million. However, HBO has 134 million subscribers, which is more than Netflix has. But only 5 million of those people are using HBO Go, the streaming portion. Okay. So, so HBO is, like a, is just traditional cable, and then HBO Go is streaming? So, HB, yeah, so HBO is like a pay, it's paid, paid cable. Yeah, it's right. paid cable. Right. And then HBO Go is the streaming so does, platform. So does that. it cost more to use HBO Go? Uh, I don't think so. That's crazy. Why aren't the more people, people using just it? aren't using it? That's crazy. Yeah. I bet that's really frustrating for HBO. I bet. Well, and then so the Netflix, the CEO of Netflix had a quote where he said, "Our goal is to become HBO before HBO becomes us." Hmm. Which I thought was in, very very interesting yeah. because if you look at the the content in terms of like production, I wrote down like the top shows that are being produced. Hit us with it. So Amazon has Marvelous, and these are like current shows that are probably nominated or have been nominated for Emmys. So Amazon has Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Transparent, Mozart in the Jungle, Man in the High Castle. Have you watched Man in the High Castle? I have not, but I've heard it's great. It's very good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's very good. But it's one of the only very good things on Amazon. Exactly. Now Hulu has Handmaid's Tale. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have the Mindy Project, which is a continuation. But Handmaid's Tale is really their cash cow. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened it won every single Emmy ever right. last year. Right. Might win every single Emmy again. That's the way it is. Do you watch it? Uh, Aaron does. I've tried to watch it. There's a certain way that it's filmed. I can't do the like really shaky, racking focus camera stuff. Yeah. It makes me sick. Yeah. So I've tried to watch it twice. I'm going to try again. I'm very committed to being I able believe to watch in you. it. <laughs> I know. I I'm going to try. Um, then Netflix has... <laughs> House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things, The Crown, Bloodline, 13 Reasons Why, Ozark, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Grace and Frankie, Master of None, Glow, American Vandal, Making a Murderer, Last Chance You, Arrested Development, and Black Mirror. The last two are continuations. All of those have been nominated for some sort of Emmy or Golden Globe Award at some point. HBO then, currently... Game of Thrones, Westworld, Big Little Lies, Sharp Objects, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Veep, Silicon Valley, Barry, Insecure, Succession. HBO leads the way. I believe they have 
192 Emmy nominations this year. Wow. With all of their content. So what's clear is like it's a Netflix HBO battle. Battle right. in terms of the the quality content that's being produced For on sure. the streaming platforms. So which it's funny looking at this list um, of original content, and I really don't watch like any of this. I watch on the Netflix list. I watch. I have seen yeah. maybe like five of them. Yeah, I've so on Netflix. I've seen Ozark like a couple episodes. I watched a couple episodes of Grace and Frankie, one or two of Master of None. The only Netflix original that I really consistently watches Stranger Things. Yeah. I've uh, in terms of consuming all of it, like I'm an avid fan, House of Cards, Stranger Things, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Master of None, Black Mirror. Yeah. Which is actually kind of a lot. Yeah. But that HBO on this list has half and there are just as many if not more shows on HBO that I consume every single episode. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. So, which that's, I don't, that's which, my... I don't, which I don't consume any of HBO. Mm. Like, I, I watched a couple of so episodes of Game of Thrones. I watched the first episode of Westworld. Um, I've seen, like, one episode of Silicon Valley. But it might be... It also might be a generational thing as yeah. well. Because, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot of, like, of, like, teenagers or college students that watch Game of Thrones. Because Game of Thrones started and began to get popular when I was in college. Right, right. You know, whereas for you, it started when you were, you know, in middle school. Right. And so, like, of course, why would you be watching yeah. Game of Thrones when you're 12 years old? Right. You if know? you were wondering, John is the real adult in in a. In I, the no, I'm just here. old. Um, I'm just old. Although I did remember that Newsroom, which Newsroom. is like my favorite show because that's all a, time, HBO has an a HBO show. HBO has a lot of like stuff that's done already. That's I amazing. didn't think that was necessarily fair to bring into account since Netflix has right. really only been creating stuff for the last right. Five to seven years. Yeah. If you haven't seen Newsroom, it's a um, show about a cable news show. Aaron Sorkin. Written by Aaron Sorkin, starring... Um, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's my favorite show. It's just as brilliantly written yeah. as all things Aaron Sorkin. Aaron are. loves that I show. just watched um, Social Network for the first time as well. Oh, man. You hit, like, two of my favorite movies that came out in the later aughts. Incredible. Dark Knight and Social, Social Network. Network. Social Network is so in my good. top five favorite movies of Me all too. time. Me too. It's incredible. It's so... Because do you know why? So good. Because Aaron Sorkin is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and Jesse Eisenberg really fits that role perfectly. It's, it's kind of incredible <laughs> it was, in it. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Because I I don't know if I love him in general. I liked him in Now You See Me. Yeah. Um, he was... Fine he's kinda, in Batman v Superman. I mean, he's just kind of disappeared, except right. for like when he shows up as like a weird Lex Luthor, right. you know. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> which is a shame because I think he's really good. Actually. Right? Yeah, especially as Mark Zuckerberg. I really like him, but he just is given crappy roles. Exhibit A: Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman, choosing weird stuff. Yeah. I guess, I um, or maybe just being offered weird stuff. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the future of streaming services and specifically new streaming services. Because if you... New or news streaming services? New. 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 Things that are coming out soon or just came out. Right. Um, because if you didn't know, um, DC, the DC universe is creating a streaming service, which is getting a lot of hype and news, although I'm Just not, by itself? Just by itself. It's just DC. As which like DC didn't already suck enough. But, okay, but <laughs> to be fair, DC has a huge amount of content. Because well, they, I guess I didn't think about like the TV shows that they have, like right. Flash, and that's the main thing. It's it's not even live action. It's that they have, um, they have like four animated Batman series alone. Oh, uh, and like um, the animated Justice, and Justice League. League, Young Justice is a huge property. That movie's coming out, right? Um, what? Isn't there a Young Justice movie coming out? No, no, no. I thought there was. There's a Teen Titans live action. Teen Titans. Show. Yeah. So Teen Titans. There's a. The Teen Titans animated show, the old Teen Titans animated show, the uh-huh. new Teen Titans live action show, which looks bad. Um, have you seen the trailer for it? How I have not. So correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. It seems as though Marvel has found its way into appealing to the masses. Mm-hmm. DC is a bit more, correct me if I'm wrong again, for like hardcore yeah. superhero people. Yes. But... But it's not even that. It's the fact that... So, 
let me give you a brief history. Marvel and DC are the two big ex- biggest comics distributors mm-hmm. and makers in the United yep. States. Traditionally, DC has been a much better better comic maker. Well, because they have Batman and Superman. Right. I mean, they, they were the original... Batman and Superman were the original people in yeah. comics. Um, so DC has a better has better comics than Marvel, mm-hmm. but Marvel has better movies. DC has better TV shows, mm. at least half makes sense. in history. But like sense. now, we're, if we're looking at um, like Netflix Marvel shows, some of them are, are good. Like Daredevil is yeah. Apparently, I didn't r- really watch it. Uh-huh. Um, and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, right. Iron Fist. So Marvel is getting there. Do they appear in the movies? Mm-mm. They don't show up. They haven't yet. That's interesting. Which is like makes sense because it's like very different, very different feels. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess that's true. But so, but DC has a huge amount of hardcore fans coming from the comics. So that makes more sense then for them to start a streaming service because they already have all this content anyway. Right. So they have tons and tons of animated TV shows. they have three new um, original shows coming out for the streaming service, which is a live-action Teen Titans, the third season, third and possibly more season of Young of Young Justice, which is very anticipated, and then a DC News show, which oh. is strange. Like, then, a, what do you mean? What I don't know. Mean? All they say is like a DC Daily News, oh. which is interesting. But then they also have all of their comics are going to be on the platform. And all of their all of their comics, yeah, in like terms digital of like comics, downloadable and things like that. Yeah, wow. Um, so it's wow, interesting. Wow. But Owen Wilson, wow. <laughs> but the but the more interesting thing to me, I think, is that Disney has just announced Disney's buy, buying everything. Disney, but they're not even. So if you didn't know, Disney just bought Fox. Fox. Which gives them a majority share of Hulu. Which is crazy. But they're not turning Hulu into a streaming service. They're creating a brand new streaming service called mm-hmm. Disney Play. Now, is Hulu going to just die? Or are I they letting think... Hulu be and they're like, we just own you? I'm guessing they're just going to let Hulu be because it's making money. I'm... Yeah. But, but the big thing is that Disney is making their own streaming service, Disney Play, mm-hmm. on which they already have planned to do a live action Star Wars show. Wow. Which is going to be huge if yeah. they can do it right. Well, because they, I mean, they already own so many right. things. I like mean, they already own the MCU, you know, MC Universe. They already own Star Wars. They own ESPN. Like, so, a di- and, and their plan is to undercut Netflix's price. Mm-hmm. So, if you think about it, if you think of, of movies that you, like, go to Netflix and want to watch, like, with your family, just on some random night, you want to watch a movie again... Odds are that movie is going to be Disney because it's yeah. they have all of the Star Wars, mm-hmm. they have all of MCU, yeah, they have all of those TV shows, yeah. But now both. it's like kiss that goodbye for front, like what, like all that stuff's going to be off of Netflix, right? So. Yeah, they're slowly pulling stuff off Netflix, but if they if they can undercut Netflix on the price. It is which gonna, they can afford to. Which they can afford to, and they plan to. It's going to be a serious competitor because they have so much content. Yeah. Well, because Disney, because once again, like an Amazon, Disney has so m- many more ways that they make money. Mm-hmm. They could even take a loss for a time oh, on their streaming service. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I watched a video on how airline tickets get their price, and I yeah. promise you this is this is related. So... What a so say you have a very small airport okay. that maybe only has two or three airlines that fly out of it. What like O'Hare? <laughs> not, not at all like O'Hare. Uh, I fly into like State College in Pennsylvania sometimes, okay. which is like a three gate airport. There's three airlines that fly out of it. What a large airline like United will do is they will actually lower their prices far below one of the lower uh, one of the smaller airlines. To the point where they actually lose money on flights because they know eventually that airline will have to come down and reach their price, which that airline, it will destroy their entire business, whereas United is only taking a small hit for a time. And airlines would do this from time to time, and they actually made it illegal to do because all these big airlines were just throwing these smaller airlines under the bus. It's like a similar thing that Disney could do. Yeah. Now, Netflix is big enough where they could probably survive. Yeah. But the way that, going back to this Ringer video on how Netflix makes money, one of the ways that 
they were saying Netflix is one of the things they're saying Netflix is going to have to do in order to be profitable by 2020 is they're actually going to have to keep raising their price, which if Disney undercuts them, it it could like if Netflix goes to like 15 or 16 dollars a month. Which I could see happening, and they lose all of and these they very lose popular all of their Disney. movies and TV shows, and, and then Disney comes in with all of their properties, which includes all of Fox properties now too. Yeah. <laughs> so like, think New Girl, New Girl, all the X Men, the old X Men movies yeah. are all Fox. All those Fox like Searchlight movies, tons, tons yeah. of stuff. It's and and come in at a really competitive price ten dollars ten dollars a month, yeah. which I'm guessing they could easily do, especially because they haven't announced any big original things right. for the streaming service right. specifically. They're just throwing all of their content onto a platform all and letting people are, yeah. watch it. Yeah, I mean, it just is going to be insane. That's I think crazy. how many people are going to switch over. Or at least add to their grouping of streaming services. Well, now, fortunately, though, we don't live in a world like our original hypothetical where we are forced to choose only one. Mm -hmm. Like, I will gladly drop a total of $25 a month to have both Netflix and and Disney's, whatever it is, Disney Play. Play. Disney Mm -hmm. Play. Like, I'll, I'll gladly drop that. Yeah. Now, I might, honestly, though, I might not drop it. If Disney isn't producing brand new stuff, yeah. I'll find another way to watch Wally when I want to watch Wally. But Wally is so good. Don't you just <laughs> want to watch it right now and stream it on your phone? I do. Perhaps. perhaps I do. Perhaps. Um, but yeah, if it's just rewatching old stuff, I, I don't I don't know. I wonder if uh, but I also wonder how like live events and things like that play into it mm-hmm. as well. Because with e- with Disney like owning ESPN, is there a piece of ESPN and live sports that ends up on the Disney Play platform? I would that's guess interesting. so. I don't know why Netflix hasn't delved into like live stuff right. really yet. So what I'm curious about is that I I wonder what the consolidation of these multiple multiple streaming services will be in the future. Yeah, like I wonder if Disney will at some point just envelop Hulu or mm-hmm. if Disney. Will, I mean, Amazon will never be bought by anything, but like, I know that Netflix is huge mm-hmm. and I know that they are very firm in that they'll never be bought. Yeah. But with all of these huge, massive deals going down, like Disney buying Fox, I wonder if, especially if they're competitive enough and they can take some of Netflix viewers, I wonder if at some point in like five or 10 years, if Disney will end up buying Netflix. Or, did Netflix and HBO team up oh, and try and become literally the king of original interesting network yeah. streaming? Because well, because right now most HBO stuff is on Amazon Prime, not Netflix, mm-hmm. and like and that's a huge that could be a huge thing for Netflix to get sure. properties. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, the thing that I think about in terms of the consolidation of it is from a consumer standpoint. Because eventually when I become a real adult and I actually pay for all these streaming services myself, <laughs> right. I don't want to be paying a bill to HBO, a bill to Amazon, a bill to Hulu, a bill to Netflix, a bill to Disney every single month. Because then essentially what we create is a new, like a new, someone will create a new version of, like a streaming version of what now is like old style cable. You know what I mean? It's like some larger company will come along, consolidate Hulu, Netflix, HBO, and Amazon all under one hood. Maybe it'll be Amazon. And now it's like I have to choose, do I do Disney or do I do the Amazon yeah. streaming? Which then it's like that almost takes the power out of the consumer's hands. Yeah. But on the other side of it, it's so much more complicated to pay for all these individually. Yeah. You know what would be interesting? This is kind of another thought. But – I've heard several people say that, like, they choosing something to watch is hard. They just want to, like, sit down <laughs> and, like, go back to the old style of cable and just sit down on their couch and turn on the TV uh-huh. and just watch something for, like, a half an hour or an hour. So I wonder if, like, Netflix is going to put on, like, a continuous channel. Mm. Or they could do, like, a sitcom channel yeah. or a Disney movie channel. And it's just streaming continuously all of these different movies in the order on a loop. I read something a couple years ago about Netflix working on a technology where you know how they have the like you watch this so you also right. might like this yeah. 
they're working on like a technology or an algorithm where you would turn on Netflix and it would just start playing something. Yeah. And it would, based on your preferences, based on what time you usually watch things, it would just start playing the thing that you wanted to be played at that moment. Yeah. Which... Which is cool. Kind of be scary and incredible. Kind of scary, but it's also like really plays into the fact that people are super lazy and just want, and, but also just like sometimes we, we sit on our phones while we're watching stuff all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes you just want a background noise for like a half an hour when you're recharging or something. Right. So like having to not put any effort or time into like searching through Netflix Picking a certain, Especially with a thousand original Right. Picking a certain Office episode again for the seventh time, <laughs> as I do. Um, it just is like, I just sit down and Office automatically plays. Yeah. That would be right. incredible. That's true. Um, That's that true. is That really is the dream. Um, I think something that we haven't even touched on yet yeah. is the fact that there are not only video streaming services, but audio streaming services. Uh-huh. Because... Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Google, all have, and Audible, all have their own paid subscriptions. Right. Which is... What do you use? um, Spotify. I mean, we have Amazon Prime, too, so, like, I... So do I. I use use Spotify. But I... Yeah, we we have a family plan for me and my siblings. So I I have Spotify Premium. Um, and I, so and I. that's pretty much all I use. Like Google Play has great podcasts that you can just download. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I use for that. Um, but on, the only paid script. And I have like seven books on Audible that I've just gotten over the years. Yeah. I have an Audible subscription. subscription. Yeah. Because nice. um, it just, it gets me one book a month, basically, for, you it's know. It's $15, the, right? Yeah, $15. So I'm like, I'm going to spend that much probably on one book anyway. Yeah. So. And it forces me to use it and actually listen to something, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's nice. But I love Audible. Audiobooks are, like, my favorite things. Oh, I love... Yeah, me too. I've really grown to love They're them. Great. Especially for fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do nonfiction as an, oh, really? as an audiobook. Um, just because I like to read and highlight and all yeah. of that stuff. But for fiction, like, I, lis- I listened to Ready Player One. And me too. It was it was the best Incredible. audiobook performance I've ever listened to. Yeah. Like, Will Wheaton destroyed so it. So good. It was so good. Yeah. Have you, there's a thing called Overdrive, which I think is now called Libby, um, where it's just like you log in with your library card and they have a selection of audiobooks for free. Oh, that's cool. cool. I haven't looked into that at all. Yeah, it's really nice. It's kind of like a a Kindle version of that. You know how Kindle has that for actual like reading ebooks? Oh, yeah. You can sign into like the Chicago Public Library. Oh, cool. And you can download any book that's there sort of for free. They only have like a certain amount of copies of it. Right, that's the same with with this. That makes sense. Um, Another thing, so like touching on audio, but there's also like gaming streaming through Twitch or even just like. Live streaming, live streaming in general through YouTube, mm-hmm. the the like YouTube versus Instagram versus Facebook live versus the, Twitter versus Twitter, yeah. like you know, and then the, you know there was the there was like Meerkat and you know um, what was the Periscope Periscope and all yeah. of them. So let's. Did you watch the Logan Paul KSI fight? I did not. Okay. I did so not. I watched it. Did you Did you watch it legally? Did you pirate? I did. So that the thing is, I so I bought the because I didn't think about it. <laughs> um, I don't really use Twitch, so I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. But there were more concurrent viewers. There's like 800,000. On Twitch than there oh, was. Oh, yeah, a million on Twitch. There was over a million concurrent viewers on different streams on Twitch of the Logan Paul KSI fight than there were on YouTube, which I thought was just hilarious. It is hilarious. Now, part of that is because Twitch Twitch's main thing is live streaming. For sure. Whereas YouTube's main thing is video yeah versus live stream yeah. which makes sense yeah um i just thought it was funny because it was touted as the biggest internet and youtube specifically yeah. event in history and they never crossed a million concurrent viewers yeah. which even i mean eight hundred thousand is still crazy oh insane but know? uh but if you're hyping this up enough to say that it's the biggest internet event in history yeah did you also see that on the twitch stream someone took a screenshot that showed like um Staff members of Twitch were watching the Twitch stream. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Not surprised. I was live tweeting a little bit of the fight, um, and I one of like the little clips that I posted of, and it was 
like, in the, like, second round or something when Logan went off and, like, got, like, six hits in a row mm-hmm. in. I posted that, um, and it, like, blew up. It went to the top of the Logan Paul case, like, wow. trending, like, hashtag, and it got, like, 180,000 views on that little clip. Hmm. clip. I was pretty proud. Look at that. Yeah. Look but, that. yeah, it, is, it was interesting to see how it, at least from my point of view, didn't do as well as was probably expected. Yeah. Well, that and that. what's interesting about that is, like, with live streaming, whether it be Twitch, whether it be YouTube or Facebook, or the thing that we focus so much on are the concurrence. It's the numbers, right? Which, at least we, like, I don't necessarily fumble over how many people streamed the second season of Stranger Things versus streamed the first season of Mrs. Maisel, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wonder why that is for live stream, live streaming, why we care so much about that versus, uh, you know, something that's just streamed in terms of a TV show. We don't necessarily, we don't care. Sure. Netflix cares. Yeah. But I, as a consumer, I care about how many concurrent people were watching the KSI Logan yeah, Paul fight, right? You know, right? Which <laughs> this is kind of off topic, but um, a picture of and so the KSI Logan Paul fight ended in a in air quotes draw, ridiculous, um, which is ridiculous. But a picture was released of what appears to be the original contract between oh, Logan right. Paul and KSI, and in the original contract, it it said. This contract is for two, two fights, fights, one in the UK, one in the US. Yeah. Which is just... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even. It just, it just <laughs> is... Of course that it was a contract for two fights. Yeah. Of course that they plan to have a draw. It just is ridiculous. It is. Anyway, how does streaming play into like Nef- live streaming play into Netflix or Amazon? Do you ever see live streaming become... I don't know, anything. Maybe perhaps if Netflix or Amazon wanted to create their own version of Saturday Night Live. Oh, sure. Um, or, or or something like that, you yeah. know. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it comes with this, like, DC News thing, mm-hmm. you know. Because think about the things that we watch live for. Saturday Night Live, some sort of variety show type thing, award shows, news, yeah. and live sports. Right. Those are the only things that we still want to watch live as they happen. Which Amazon has Monday Night Football. Do they really? Yeah. I, I think so. I, I think I think so. That's that would be kind of crazy if they did. Yeah. Cause because that's something that you know, Netflix or really none of these platforms, besides maybe apparently Amazon, have delved into yet is what does live content look like on our platform? Is that something they're even necessarily interested in? Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Oh, Amazon, great, because no one watched that anyway. Amazon streaming NFL Thursday Night Football for 2018-19 season. Yeah, that's, in, that's, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Also, and this is to bring us maybe a little bit back, something Amazon has done well that Netflix perhaps hasn't mm-hmm. is with movies. They've been Amazon has been very successful. Now they don't release them solely on their platform, but Spotlight was an Amazon movie, yeah, and it won Best Picture. So it was um, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea, which was their which won Oscars. Right, like that hasn't happened for a Netflix movie, I think, because we still want to see movies in theaters. Yeah, we, but also you know why? Because they're releasing movies like Bright. Yeah, but a strategy of Netflix is they. They perhaps are leaning away from like trying to create the next Oscar-winning film, and they're more like, yeah. what genres are underrepresented, yeah. and how can we revitalize those genres? That's why they're coming out with rom-coms this year, like uh, Set It Up and To All the Boys I've Ever Loved, and that's why they're coming out with more horror films and things like that. Yes. Like, what genre is more is underrepresented right. that and stuff that what type of movies are people okay watching in their living room? Versus yeah. they have to go to the theater for. Yeah. I'd love to watch a rom-com in my living room. Yeah. Aaron and I watched Set It Up, and it was a great night just sitting on the yeah. couch, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Whereas, yeah, I think that Amazon is definitely focusing on the, quote, Oscar bait movies. Mm-hmm. But, which is fine with me, because those are the movies that I like. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand when people get angry about movies created 
to try and get Oscars because <laughs> I don't I don't care if they're trying to get Oscars. I just care if they're good, which they are good clearly yeah. if they're getting Oscars. Totally, totally. You have a question here on about Oscars. I see it. Oh yeah. Um. So, um. <laughs> so we just Oscar the Oscar the Academy just announced that um. They're adding a new genre for popular for, popu- popular, for film. popular film. Um, so my question is, do you see one day there being a genre specifically for internet or streaming content? Yeah, that's so. It's such a, it's such a tough question. Now, in terms of Oscars, maybe um, the the Emmy Awards is what's really interesting to mm, me because yeah. with a lot of this stuff, Amazon was the production company that put out. Manchester by the Sea and Spotlight. Right. It wasn't that that movie was released on Amazon Prime, right. you know. Whereas with the Emmys, these shows they are being released on these platforms and consumed fully on these platforms. Yeah. Now the the question behind that is, I think the Emmys have a real issue on their hands in terms of the cat the categories of comedy versus drama, right now because there's shows like Orange Is the New Black or Transparent that are not comedies but they're also not traditional dramas. And so they don't really fit into a category. I think perhaps there is room, I don't know, because then it's like there are there are basic cable shows, ABC, NBC, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then there's the like paid or beyond basic shows like HBO, Showtime, there's the stars shows, there. then there's like FX and you know things like USA and thing, you know, things like that. And then there's the streaming universe. So I think it is fair to hold all these shows to a similar uh, similar sort of standard in terms of awards. Mm-hmm. I, I think creating an Oscar for a movie, like a streaming movie, would be treated with similar disdain as a popular film category. You know? Yeah. It would perhaps... I don't think it would be accepted very well. Um now, maybe a film in terms of maybe an Oscar category. I'm surprised that no YouTube content or type of content has made its way into a traditional award show. Yeah. yeah. And in I'm reading here that in 2016 YouTube shows can now be nominated for Emmy awards. Yeah. Um, Which I'm like how, why 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 wasn't that earlier? Yeah. You know, but and I was thinking about this today while I was on a run with why and this is something we brought up last episode why hasn't YouTube really made a play or why haven't they made the same play that Amazon has or Netflix has in creating its own original content? YouTube has, but it hasn't been about like, let's get Shonda Rhimes and, you know, Will Smith to do a big movie. Will Smith's a bad example because now he has this big YouTube channel. It's using their own creators. It's using their own creators, which makes sense. It's on brand for YouTube. However... But it's not bringing new viewers in. It's not bringing new viewers yeah. in. It's not. It's it's definitely not bringing people... It's definitely not making it imperative that I get YouTube read. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas if there was a show... The, I mean, the fact that Haters Back Off was on Netflix and not on YouTube Red is ridiculous. Now, I didn't necessarily like Haters Back Off, but that was like a no-brainer, you know? And the fact that now Colleen Ballinger, Miranda Sings, has a comedy special coming out on Netflix, it's like, YouTube, where were you? Yeah. Where were you? Like, yeah. that is on brand for you, and yet you're missing the opportunities to do it. Mm-hmm. YouTube should have been fully behind this KSI Logan Paul thing. But they were just sort of like, it's hosted here, and we're going to kind of pretend it's not happening. Right. But it's right. like, you, you, you got to find your corner with this, I think. And they're just not pouring any money or attention into it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the future of streaming services uh, is very unclear. It really um, is. I mean, there's just there's so much to think about. Um, but I hope that this has been a conversation to help spur some thoughts on what is the future. Um, so like in, let's want to do like one more question. Sure. Um, let, I think the question is, or let's do two more. I have two. So the first is where do you see YouTube in five years or where do you see streaming services in five years? Cause I think that'll be like our question, our landmark question mm-hmm. every week. I think in, in five, five years from now, fast forward, I do think we will see more acquisitions mm-hmm. like we've seen from Disney with Fox 
and perhaps acquisitions of streaming service to streaming service like yeah. Disney with Hulu. Yeah. Um, and and I think what will end up being created are these two or three large umbrellas under which all of this content is housed. Um, I think I, I think that's sort of the biggest play and the play that makes sense. Yeah. Disney's just really scary, so I would imagine that one of those, you know, umbrellas is going to be named Disney. Uh, what the other one is named, maybe it is Netflix, maybe it's a partnership between Netflix and somebody else, maybe it's Amazon, because they're huge. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing to shout back to that Ringer video, they said Netflix, they defeated Blockbuster, but Blockbuster is no Disney, you know? Hmm. Like, Blockbuster is no Amazon, like Amazon and Disney are ginormous, yeah. you know, and so yeah. it's going to take a lot more for them to even compete, much less be able to beat them. Right. So for me, in five years, I see three names. I think that I, I, I think that Disney, I think that Disney is going to conquer at least a portion of the audience that Netflix has, mm. just because of how much content that they have, and mm. especially if they start doing really big original stuff like a live action Star Wars show which is yeah. already planned I think that Disney will be huge um, I I don't think that YouTube as an original streaming service is going to last very long I don't think that YouTube Red has caught on or maybe like Netflix will adopt YouTube into like YouTube Red originals or yeah. something or Amazon will but I, in the future I see Disney Amazon and Netflix as the big three streaming services. Mm, yeah. Which is maybe, I, I mean, I have no idea. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe Disney Play will flop. Maybe YouTube will rise to conquer them all. Yeah. Maybe Netflix will for some reason die out and Amazon will grow. I mean, it's it's so hard because it's so, um, there's just a lot of fluctuation. Um, but one thing I know for sure is that cable will continue to lose. Yeah. I, mean, I foresee strategic partnerships between the premium paid cable networks like Showtime, Stars, HBO. HBO. I see some strategic partnerships that they could create with Netflix or an Amazon or a Disney because they can create they can bring a lot of value. Cuz all all of those premium cable networks, they have shows with massive audiences. Yeah. Massive followings. And if they can find a way to bring that under the hood of perhaps a larger streaming service while still, you know, remaining somewhat independent, I think that's a play that I would probably look to make if I was one of them. Yeah. Um, and my last question mm -hmm. of, of this discussion for this episode um, is what one movie do you recommend on Netflix? Movie? Yeah. Oh, heavens on <laughs> heavens. Uh, I actually, okay, I'll, I'll say I really enjoyed Set It Up. Did you see Set It Up? No, I'm too It really does sort of bring back the feelings of a good rom-com mm -hmm. in, in all the right ways. It stars, uh, it stars two people who are relatively unknown. Um, I'm forgetting their names <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, it's the, it's the guy, he's in, um, he's in Hidden Figures, he plays one of the astronauts. He's not in a ton of stuff, um, but he's great. Um, they're, they're both fantastic. They're, it's very funny. It's a great choice for Netflix because, like I said, it's the type of movie where I do not mind sitting on my couch and watching a 90-minute, in-and-out, fun, feel-good rom-com. Are you talking about Pete Davidson? No, Pete Davidson is funny in it. I'm Which, talking about the main guy. His Glenn name is Glenn Powell. Powell. Yeah. Okay, Glenn Powell. And who's the girl? Uh, Zoe Dutch. Zoe Dutch, that's it. Yeah. Zoe Dutch, yeah. Dutch, Dutch, Deech. I don't know. Zoe Deech. Who knows? Anyway, that's that. So set it up nice. would be my recommendation. Yeah, I'll need to watch that. Um, my Sorry. recommendation is Spotlight, Forever and oh. Always. Yeah. Um, won the Oscar for best film in twenty sixteen. I thought you meant like a Netflix original. Oh movie. no no no! I just mean on Netflix. Oh, I don't know what movies are on Netflix right. anymore. Um, so Spotlight, or if you're really in for a good time, Iron Giant. Oh, it's an yeah. animated 
classic. It's yeah, so it good. Is. Um, so I you kind of remind me of the kid from of the kid. Yeah. So when I was little, there's yeah. When I was little, I used to like strap my like duct tape my flashlight to my BB gun and like try <laughs> to act like him and get my boots and stuff. Oh my! It's gosh. a great it's a great movie. Um, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation about the future of streaming and all of our insights. I guess <laughs> um, before we finish the episode today we are going to move into a really quick new segment Ooh, called yes yeah, do you want to introduce it, it? okay yeah. so uh if you couldn't tell from either of these first two episodes i am not the biggest technology nerd in fact all the tech talk usually really bores me and so now i hand it over to my co-host chris for some stuff that would bore me Welcome to Two Minute Tech Talk, covering the latest in media technology. This week, DJI released two new drones, successors to the extremely popular Mavic Pro released in 2016. The Mavic 2 Zoom and Mavic 2 Pro offer more flexibility in shooting, and a new Hasselblad camera on the Pro 2 puts it on par with the DJI Phantom 4 Pro. In other news, the Galaxy Note 9 was released, getting very positive feedback from several different sources and full reviews from YouTubers Sam Sheffer and MKBHD. The dual-lens camera, like the previously released Galaxy S9, has a variable f1.5 to f2.4 aperture, allowing for better low-light performance, and the new 4000 mAh battery is said to last, quote, all day and all night. Microsoft's Surface Go, the little brother to the Surface Pro line, has been called the perfect netbook, although if you're going to buy, The Verge says to go for the higher priced model. Magic Leap, an AR device that puts digital renderings into your physical surroundings with the use of AR goggles, has released a creator edition of their first device, but $2,500 might be a little too steep for quote, definitely buggy software experience. I am, however, very excited to see where the Magic Leap takes this technology, and with software updates, the Magic Leap 1 could do some very cool things. Now, leaks have been flooding through about the Pixel 3 over the last couple weeks. The phone is set to be released on October 4th of this year, but pictures, models, and even full unboxings have been leaked on the latest Google phone, leaving many to question if there's really anything new to make this phone worth it. A huge notch at the top and a larger-than-expected bottom bezel have already deterred many from what they expected to be their new phone. But will Google surprise us at the launch event? We'll just have to see. And that is your two-minute tech talk for this week. Stay tuned for next time for the latest media technology news. Ugh. That was so boring. That was difficult. (laughs) That was like a constant stream of words. You did great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that is our episode one. We're doing the same thing. I know that all the first three episodes are being recorded and released at the same time. So for episodes four and on, if you leave a five-star review on any of these episodes and write a question, um, that can be through, um, Apple podcast, iTunes podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. If you leave a five-star review on this podcast and write a question, um, we'll be sure to answer that starting in episode four. That's it. That's it. This is a long one. Well, we'll have to do some editing. Yeah. So, enjoy. Have a a great day, everyone. Don't Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Just Just make stuff. Make stuff. (laughs) We'll see you next week on Media High. Dum, 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 dum. Music out, music out. <laughs>